4: Backroom
1: deals. Huge amounts of money.
2: CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got
5: a
4: mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought.
1: United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN.
4: This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VCN, the sports betting network.
6: What's happening people and welcome into another edition of rush hour presented by bet rivers i'm danny burke your host at danny burke five or you can follow along on twitter and we're with VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, which you can follow along on the tweets at VEASAN Live. And I'm with you here, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook in Des Illinois, for the next 60 minutes. Let me tell you what we got dialed up for you. To begin the show, I'll give you my best bets, a.k.a. Danny's Dimes is what we call them. We're going all over the place. I've got a couple of props in the postseason games in the NBA tonight, and we've got a couple plays on the diamond. so we'll begin with that momentarily. Afterward, 15 minutes from now, our good pal Dave Ross, Beeson host live in Sin City, giving us some of his top draft bets for the upcoming 2022 NFL draft. Kicking off tomorrow, extensive coverage right here on Vison. and Dave's got a handful of plays. Afterward, I know we talked about it last week, but I wanted to revisit my approach that I am officially playing for the Bears and what they may be doing with their first official pick which of course doesn't come to the second round but i did want to make it official and revisit that topic of conversation so that'll be in 30 minutes then 45 uh, 45 from now excuse me our final segment Host of the Detroit City cast, Dan Leach, has got some action on basketball tonight. And I'm sure he's got plenty of NFL draft thoughts as well. So a lot to get to. But like we said, let's go ahead and kick things off with my best bets for the evening. A.K.A. Danny's Dimes here on Rush Hour. We'll talk some basketball and we will talk some baseball. But we might as well start with, well, what is more than likely going to be the final Bulls game we talk about for this year now the Bulls are facing elimination down three to one they go to Milwaukee on the road against the Bucs are catching 12 in the hook this totals at 217 and a half hey if you think the Bulls can pull it out six to one is what they're getting on the money line Milwaukee well you are laying minus a thousand now we are still sweating out our total games under five and a half bet that we made before the series and like we talked about you could hedge right now with the Bulls at six to one if you think they could squeeze this thing out but let's be honest it ain't gonna happen I mean even if they were fully healthy Milwaukee's got the momentum they're the better team and Chicago's playing even worse than they did toward the end of the regular season but they have no Zach Levine no Alex Caruso and no chance to win this game so I'm just gonna be chilling steady with our bet under five and a half games having complete faith that Milwaukee can take this thing home but I am looking for a prop bet in this game I had a few of them I was talking about earlier today on the Chicago City Cats, but really only one instilled enough confidence in me to make an official play, and that's going to revolve around Giannis Antetokounmpo. Points prop, 33 and a half. The better number I saw was about over minus 108, under minus 112 for Giannis. Now, because there's no Alex Caruso, which would help defensively, you would think, for the Bulls, and just you no know, Zach Levine in general, you would think that would be bad for the Bulls and everything great for the Bucks. I imagine a lot of people would think, hey, I got to bet this over. But I'm actually thinking otherwise. So 33 and a half, I played under for Giannis. Now, this series, he's averaging 27 and a half points per game. And he has yet to eclipse 33 and a half points in all four games during this postseason series, right? I mean, he got 27 the first game, then 33, then 18, and then 32 points respectively. But What you really have to consider and realize is that this Bucks team, as I was kind of alluding to, is probably going to go out there and just demolish this Bulls team. And maybe even if they don't demolish them or whatever your definition of that would be, I'm kind of envisioning this as a game where the Bucs will have total control pretty much toward the end of the third quarter and leading into the fourth. And considering this would be the final game in the series, they know they can get a good grasp on winning this game against the Bulls, There's no need to stress the importance of playing Giannis, right? You don't need to play him deep into this game. You don't need him to be the primary scorer in the fourth quarter and really toward the very end of this contest. So I'm kind of imagining the Bucs, again, having a healthy, comfortable lead. Giannis probably getting taken out early so he can rest and get ready for the next series. And thus, we'll be limiting his points production and keeping him under 33 and a half points. I mean, look at what happened in game three. That was arguably one of the worst games I've seen played by the Bulls this entire season. Giannis didn't play, I believe, over 30 minutes. Yeah, he went 29 minutes and he racked up 18 points. That's because the Bucs absolutely dominated that whole game. Now, maybe it's not going to be exactly like that, but to a certain extent, I do think Milwaukee will have a healthy, comfortable lead and they will not need to keep Giannis in there late. So I'm betting him under 33 and a half points tonight in what should be the final game in this first round series against the Bulls. And by the way, even in the regular season, Giannis only went over this once. He got 34 points against the Bulls. So out of eight games, he has only gone over 33 and a half once. Now that it's probably going to be the elimination game, that isn't going to be close. He's probably not going to have as many opportunities to get over it in this mark. So I'm going under 33 and a half points with Giannis. Let's flip it over to the late game tonight, the Nuggets and the Warriors. Golden State, an eight and a half point favorite in this contest. Total, we're seeing 225 and a half. Once again, I'm looking in the region of the prop bet. And we have talked about this guy a few times throughout this series, but now we are going to make it an official play. Let me tell you about Aaron Gordon and his points prop. So I think the first time we talked about it, it was maybe as high as 16 and a half and it stayed under for Aaron Gordon all right he had eight points and then the next game we talked about it again I think he came down to 15 and a half and he had seven points so right now we are seeing this at 15 and a half for aaron gordon at bet rivers over under minus 113 each way so like i said scored eight points in the first game on the road against golden state seven points in the next road game against golden state then he actually performed a lot better at home dropped 18 and then he dropped 21 points But he also got to the free throw line 13 times in that last game where he dropped 21 points, made 10 out of 13 free throw attempts. So that's kind of, you know, an outlier for what we typically see from Aaron Gordon. So he has gone over this mark in two out of four games. Both of the times he's gone over has been at home. And really, if you look at the whole course of the season, on average, he got less points on the road than he did at home. Now, even during the regular season versus Golden State, we had talked about this, still was not prolific in scoring. Had 10 points respectively, 8 and then 10 again. So you're not really getting good production out of Aaron Gordon against Golden State except for the past two games. But again, maybe more of an outlier because he's playing at home and they really needed him to score. I think, again, this could be that blowout type of scenario and Aaron Gordon kind of falters once again. Now, during this postseason, he's only got an effective field goal percentage of 45% compared to 57.5% during the regular season. And during the playoffs, 42% of his shot attempts come from mid-range and 36% at the rim. Now, Golden State, they're ranked number one in defensive shooting frequency at the rim, which during the regular season is where a lot of his shot attempts came from. But again, now more of them are coming from mid-range because Golden State is defending the rim very well. Now uh, the Nuggets are making about 47% of their shot attempts from mid range, so they're not having the best defense in that region. But again, Gordon just really isn't taking a lot of shot opportunities. In the two combined road games, he's six and 19 from the floor. Compare that to at home, 12 of 24. Feels more comfortable in the Mile High City, I suppose. But I'm banking on him staying under it once again. So give me another under for a points prop. Aaron Gordon under 15 and a half, minus 113. The other NBA prop, Giannis, under 33 and a half points at minus 112. All righty, let's go to baseball. Two plays on the diamond next. Let's start with Cincinnati hosting San Diego. The Padres had the Reds' number last night, nine to six, and well, really, pretty much every team has had the Reds' number as of this point. They're three and fourteen as of this point in the season. Also, San Diego—they've outscored Cincinnati 26 to nine while winning all four matchups this season. And they've also got 10 of the last 11 meetings between these two teams since the start of the 2021 season. I'm hoping the Padres can keep things going. They opened up minus 141. Now they're up to minus 167. Totals at eight and a half. If you don't want to lay that much with San Diego on the money line, minus one and a half for the run line is minus 105. So, again, I'm liking San Diego in this spot. They're putting Mackenzie Gore, the southpaw, to take the bump, who in two games started this season, has a 1-0 record, has gone 10 innings pitched, allowed just seven hits, only two earned runs, and racked up 10 strikeouts. He's got an ERA of 1.74, a solid X-fit for 3.43, and a really good whip of 1.06. Plus, he's already gone up against the Reds, folks. Went five innings pitched, allowed just four hits, and no earned runs racked up seven Ks the Padres won six to nothing that day now Vladimir Gutierrez the righty's been having a uh, struggling year really to say the least and he also went up against San Diego in that aforementioned game when the Padres won six nothing he only went 4.2 innings pitched allowed three earned runs on two hits and only two strikeouts furthermore this whole season well he's boasting an era of 5.54. An XFIP of 6.59, big yikes, and a whip of 1.69. So he has not been good whatsoever. I'm going to fade him in this spot, and I took a play on the Padres here tonight. Minus 165 is what I got. Again, it's up to minus 167, but I believe that is still a viable play for the better team in the Padres. I think that's a reasonable price to lay with this San Diego squad. The other play we've got in baseball, let's take it out to Washington. The Nationals have also been somewhat of a struggling team as of this point. Uh, the Marlins come into town, and the Marlins got a nice dub against the Nationals yesterday. 5-2, to two, and Miami has now won their last four out of five games, where conversely Washington has lost their last six games in a row. Miami's up to minus 143 on the money line at Bet Rivers. Washington plus 123, short total down to seven. A little bit of juice on the over, though, minus 124. But that's because of this pitching matchup, why it's so low. Pablo Lopez, he's been stellar. Three games started for the Marlins. He's 2-0. In 17 innings pitched, he has only allowed one earned run and racked up 17 strikeouts. Has an ERA of .52, 2.68 XFIP. And all the other stats are great, but we're kind of running out of time here. Eric Fetty, the righty for Washington, has struggled a little bit. 6.75 6.75 ERAs giving up 10 earned runs he has done really well against the Marlins but I'm trusting Pablo Lopez in this hotter team being Miami with a better bullpen so I also took Miami on the money line as well as his Padres team for my two baseball bats we'll recap those a little bit later but coming next let's go to the NFL talk some draft with our guy Dave Ross here on Rush Hour.
1: select goods that's leesa.com forward slash iheart exclusions apply see lisa.com for more details
3: whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years have a plan and know the game be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler 24 7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hey Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well.
1: don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
3: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game.
9: This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the
4: Sports Betting Network.
6: The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VSIN.com, and subscribers will have access to all of it. It includes Adam Burke's daily MLB Best Bets. Jonathan von Tobel will have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals and don't forget Andy McNeil will break down all of the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well and not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf UFC. USFL and NASCAR. So if you want the full VEASAN experience, which features daily best bets, email every edition of point spread weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it, well, the cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So make sure you sign up now at VEASAN.com slash spring. That's com slash spring okay welcome back to it the show is rush hour i'm danny burke your host here in the windy city broadcasting live out of the Bet river sportsbook we take it out to the west coast out in las vegas as we'll be joined by dave ross fellow beast host at the ross sports where you can follow him along on the tweets Dave, it's very exciting for everyone who's an NFL fan and avid better, but especially for you out there in Las Vegas with the draft getting ready to be showcased at the Bellagio Fountains. Man, I'm sure that's quite the spectacle. But, of course, (laughs) we're looking at it from the betting perspective as kind of our spectacle. And, Dave, I know a lot of people, including myself, have been a little critical of this draft because maybe in a sense it's not as exciting, not really a deep quarterback class. But where there is some depth, Dave, it looks like it's going to be in the receiving court. And the number has gone anywhere from like five and a half to six to six and a half for the number of wide re- uh, wide receivers selected. Uh, what's the way you approach this? I mean, I feel like six is kind of a safe bet, but do you think we could even yeah. see this get to seven?
9: I think so. And I, I think right now, again, out here in Las Vegas, for anybody that might be out here listening right now, everything's coming off the board in about an hour 45. And it's already, Danny, I'm already starting to see them come off of some boards here. Because uh, by law, they could not have NFL props up past 5 p.m. Pacific time here, uh, 24 hours in advance of the start of the draft. So, this is literally the end of it right now. So, if you're going to hop in, if you haven't gotten in, I would say the receivers, if you're still getting, you're not getting five and a half anymore. Those are long gone. Sixes are starting to die by the vine. I have seen some six and a half today. I still think six feels like the right number with the possibility of seven. I got it at six. But again, I got to get to seven in order to win my wager. And Danny, I think I will. I think we will get to seven receivers in this first round. I have Michael Lombardi on, obviously today, for the Lombardi line out here in Vegas, and he's out here for the NFL draft. And we talked about that extensively. You know, it doesn't feel like like a, a great first round draft, but this is a deep class with a lot of second and third rounders that you might even get first round grades on because there's not a lot of surefire, camp miss guys. They're going to go into top 15. And for that reason, baby, I think you're going to see a lot of defense and offensive tackle go early in the first 10 picks or so, the majority of those being edge rushers, some corners. And then that runner receivers is going to start here, I think, right around the 10th spot, maybe as early as 9 or 8. But once it starts, it's really going to start hitting like gangbusters. I think you're going to see six go before we even get to the Chiefs at 29 and 30. I'd be surprised if the Chiefs aren't that team – that drafts at least a receiver to put this over the total 6-6.5 six, six and, and finally get to 7. I think it's a pretty safe bet that you'll see 6. It could push the number, but I am expecting it to hit 7 before we're all said and done tomorrow night.
6: Yeah, I'm with you. So that's the thing. Like, if you get the six compared to the six and a half, even though you may not get as good of a price, I probably would, you know, pay a little bit more to get that added security a yeah. push because I feel like kind of like you're saying in a worst case scenario, you'll at least get six and then maybe get that seventh by the end of the first round. But I'm with you, though. I would not be shocked at all to see that number get to seven. Now, Dave, what I would be shocked to see is about four quarterbacks (laughs) selected in the first round. So I was talking about this yesterday on the show and three and a half was a number I saw for the number of quarterbacks to be drafted in the first Mm -hmm. round and the under was like minus 170 something and I waited too long I missed it Dave then I went up to minus 250. I'm like ah well I'll still take it because sometimes in the draft you got to be willing to lay more if you have a good approach on it or a lot of conviction and for that what I do now you can also bet it at two and a half and you're getting some juicy value to the under about plus 205 at bat rivers because again i would not be shocked even if it was at two so i got it at three and mm-hmm. a half but i would not be hesitant to take the value at even under two and a half for the first round
9: i like where your head's at here danny and again i'm kind of right there with you three and a half i would lay the juice on it i do not see four quarterbacks going but especially in my conversation today with michael and you know how this goes now where teams are looking for that fifth year of control especially on quarterbacks we're really seeing this play out in the wide receiver market. And that's why I think you're going to see a lot of receivers more often than not go in this first round. So they have that fifth year of control over there. I you see what happened with Christian Kirk. You're seeing what's happening with Debo Samuel asking for new deals. You know, those guys weren't first round picks, and therefore they're, they're getting money a little bit sooner. So the same principle holds true for the quarterbacks. The problem here is we really want to jump up, as Michael Lombardi was saying today, to give a guy first round control, first-round pick to make him a fifth-year control, do you really want to have that control? Because I think the Packers are already looking at Jordan Love and going, where's the value in us trading up a couple years ago to get Jordan Love in the first year? Now he's already going into his third year, and they just re-signed Aaron Rodgers, so it looks like a wasted pick. So, yes, teams do like to have that fifth-year control, but are these the crop of quarterbacks that you want to have control of? I don't think so. And I think that's why you're going to see maybe Maybe three in the first round, but look, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just two. I wouldn't be surprised if it's just Kenny Pickett and just Malik Willis that people are taking a quote-unquote flyer on, because Danny, from all the people I've talked to leading up to this draft out here in Sin City, and a lot of sharp football minds, none of them from football personnel perspectives look at any of these quarterbacks as surefire first rounders. Do you really want to wager that four quarterbacks are going to do it just for the fifth-year option? I don't think so. I think you can get in three. And right now, obviously, that might not be a bad way to go and play the under. That way, I think the worst case scenario is a push at three. But you might get that winner at better value. Because I do think there's a good chance just two are selected in the first round.
6: Yeah, I, and, and I'm completely with you on that one as well, Dave, as I was already kind of teasing. Because at most, I think you get three. And even three would be like, right. all right. Like, that would maybe be a little That's shocking. Because you're right. Yeah, like, why would you want to go so deep into this first round for a class that's been criticized as not being that deep? And he made a great mm-hmm. point about Jordan Love, what the Packers have done. Heck, we know what the Bears did with Mitch Trubisky, and he was supposed to be wow. a top prospect. So everybody is a little hesitant, I'm sure, nowadays, investing early on with this quarterback draft class. So I'm completely right there with you for the quarterback Dave. Uh, before we move on, if we have time, because I will talk to you about the Bears <laughs> really quick. I know you're very familiar with the market here in Chicago. Oh, yeah. But tell us about who's going to be selected number one. Man, this thing's like ping pong, right? It's been going back and forth and back and forth. Hutchinson <laughs> is now plus 330. Walker's minus 275. I, I mean, do you almost look at the value with Hutchinson? Like, do you have a lot of confidence in, uh, in into who's going number one? Or are you just like, I don't even know at this point?
9: It's, it's amazing how juiced up uh, Walker has become here. In the last 48 hours, Danny. this is, again, you know, we we'll talk with Michael, a guy who's been there, done that, won Super Bowls, been in draft rooms, knows all about this process, where all of a sudden, you heard it last week from Jacksonville, and Trent Balky, the GM, was like, hey, nobody's calling me, which is coach for, call me, because I don't love this pick at one, and Aiden Hutchinson, you're getting that, you know, safe, quote-unquote, label on him, which is not necessarily a compliment, it means that we think he's going to be a guy that can play in the league for a long time, but is he going to be a dynamic player worthy of the number one pick? There might be more upside with Walker, and I think that's why right now they're looking at he's going to be the guy that's going to go number one to Jacksonville. But sort of somebody trading up to get that one spot. And, Danny, the problem is there isn't one singular player that you go, that's the guy I got to get. That's the guy that's number one on every board. I don't know that that player exists, and that's why Trent Balkey's phone has not been burning up this week. I think Walker now feels like the actual safer pick at one. Hutchinson arguably to two to Detroit, but just because Detroit and Michigan and the familiarity and you know, the, the locals would love to have him, that's not a good enough reason for me if I'm Detroit to take Hutchinson at two. There is a chance he slips out of there if Detroit wants to go another way. So they do need help on the edge. I'd be surprised if they don't go edge rusher. To me, it is going to be Walker, Hutchinson, one and two. That's the way I think it shakes out. And then Levy Smith at three with Houston, that's where the real intrigue comes in for me, Danny. i like them to take a corner, and I think Stingley's going to be the first corner off the board at three out of LSU. and soft guard slipping just a little bit. But I do like both those corners to go in the first top ten picks of tomorrow night's draft.
6: All right, Dave, about 20 seconds. What do you think the Bears are doing with their first pick? Are they investing in offense? And if they are, is it receiver or O-line? Or are they still going to go with their mantra of defense?
9: Well, you know Iber Flusi comes with a defensive mindset. But I got to tell you, it's such a deep wide receiver draft class right now. If you don't have Allen Robinson anymore. To me, Danny, if you can get value, and there are values with the wide receivers, Bears, I would not shy away from picking a wide receiver. You might get first round value uh, much later than you think in this draft.
6: Absolutely. I'm with you, my man. We're hoping for it, as Bears fans. We need to invest in the offense and help out our guy, Justin Fields. Hopefully, the Bears can get on the right yeah, track. So but, Dave, they <laughs> 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 hey, we got to have all the faith, baby. But Dave, thank you. Best of luck with your plays. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Sports. Coming up next, we're talking more NFL draft here on Rush Hour and specifically with the Bears. Stick around. You're on Beeson. Shower on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. By now, you know that Bet Rivers is the place to go for betting on sports. But did you know that Bet Rivers is also the place to watch live sports, which includes tennis, soccer, hockey, and more? Well, Bet Rivers also streams NHL games and ATP matches. Bet Live, Watch Live, all in one place. Watch today on the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Okay, welcome back to it. The show is Rush Hour. Danny Burke, your host here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Time to talk some more NFL draft coverage. And speaking of the coverage, again, so much tomorrow here on VEASAN all throughout the day, throughout the draft, and into the night. We have got you covered, so make sure you tune in. Yesterday, we were talking about an official play I did make for the draft. We kind of teased it last segment with our guy, Dave Ross, talking about under on the quarterbacks selected in the first round. I did under three in the hook, missed the best number, of course, got minus 250. But I feel very confident that that will stay under. And at most, you'll see three quarterbacks in the first round. But let's venture out of the first round for a moment. We talked about this a little bit last week. Did want to revisit it revolving around the Chicago Bears and what they may do in the second round now again the nice thing about the draft is for a lot of teams you kind of have a solid idea for the better part of what direction they're going to go in some teams are an absolute question mark such as the Green Bay Packers but some you understand where they need to invest their needs and for a team like the Bears the assumption would be on the offensive side of the ball But the nice thing about knowing that if the Bears do go on the offensive side of the ball, you can really narrow it down to two position groups. They don't need any more tight ends. We all know that if you've been following the Bears and their draft with tight ends in the recent years. They don't need any more running backs. And really, you don't want to invest in a running back that early with a team that already has a couple of them. At this point, well, you know, you just drafted Fields last year for quarterbacks, so you need an offensive lineman to protect in that investment, or you need weapons to help expand that investment of Justin Fields. So they have the second round pick, or this in the second round, they have the 39th pick, and then also the 48th in the second round from the Chargers. But what are they going to do with that first pick? Well, like I said, my assumption is they're going to be going offensive-minded, right? Well, you could bet that. You could bet the Bears are going to select an offensive player at minus 125. But because of the idea that we know which position group it's going to be, wouldn't it be more favorable to us as a better to look at the exact position? Because like we talked about last week, you can get some pretty good value on this. The best number I've seen at Bett Rivers, the best number in Illinois for a wide receiver to be selected by the Bears for their first pick is plus 225. But hold up, like we said, well, maybe they also go with an offensive lineman. Do a little bit of shopping here in Illinois, and you can find the Bears to select an offensive lineman at the price of plus 430 Now, again, we gave out this example when you're doing your hypothetical $100 bet, and you could do $100 on each, right? So you could bet $100 to win $225 on the receiver, or $100 to win $430 on the offensive lineman. If it ends up landing on a receiver, you would make 125 because you minus the 100, you invested in an offensive lineman. And if it does end up being an offensive lineman, well, you would make 330 because you minus the 100 bucks you invested on the wide receiver. Now, again, this is in comparison to just doing the offensive side of the ball because at that point at minus 125, for example, you'd be betting, let's say, 125 to win 100. Yes, you would not lose as much if they did go defensive, but you're not going to potentially win as much as those bigger payouts for specifically a receiver or an offensive lineman. And again, I have way more confidence in them to go offense as opposed to defense. Now, I'm not saying it's an absolute lock or guarantee. As Dave Ross was talking about, and as we all know, the Bears did hire a defensive-oriented head coach, Matt Eberflus. But you got a GM in Ryan Poles who's offensive-minded, was just helping out the Chiefs with their draft, and we know what the Chiefs invest in, and that's all things offense. He knows what he needs to instill here coming to Chicago. What they haven't had really their whole history is a solid quarterback with a great offense. That's what needs to be implemented into this organization, and I believe that's what Ryan Poles is going to do in this draft and let's remember this is a deep wide receiver class they just lost Allen robinson a lot of people don't consider darnell mooney is a top tier wide receiver so you got to invest in other weapons around him and just from some of the comments ryan poles has made it kind of seems like he's thinking the same thing in a sense so he goes ryan poles or some people were saying that this again is paraphrasing from reporters but ryan poles listed offensive linemen dbs d linemen and running backs as deep position groups So my thought with that is, well, if you're saying those type of things, you probably don't need to invest in those specific positions with your first pick early on, right? Well, also what he went on to say about Justin Fields and surrounding him with certain pieces, he goes, you could say he needs receivers, 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 but he needs blocking too. And he also needs balance in terms of running the ball efficiently and getting that done up front. And then you can do some play action pass stuff, and then he can do different things. And he said he would also consider trading up if it were for the right piece. If he's going to trade up, you would think the only position it would be for is wide receiver. Everybody keeps putting Pickens' name together with the Bears and linking them up. And hey, maybe it does come to fruition, maybe it doesn't. The point is, if you have enough confidence that the Bears are going to go on the offensive side of the ball, which I do, I think it's worth the play to bet both on the specific position of wide receiver, at plus 225 and also offensive linemen at plus 430 and if the bears are going to go offense we know that it's going to be narrowed down to those two groups let's hope they go offense because again that's not only the direction that the bears need to go or want to go it's a direction that the league is going in themselves and when you have a pick in the second round again like ryan Poles was kind of saying some of those position groups are pretty deep can wait a little bit to invest in your defense considering that your head coach is defensive oriented trust him to really develop some of these guys that you get later in the draft but you need to get a good offense as soon as possible and in my opinion that's a little bit easier to surround at least with this wide receiver class and automatically getting a great defense and what has a great defense done for the bears lately nothing absolutely nothing and i know they have a lot of pieces they need to fill there too losing some of their interior guys defensively. Khalil Mack being one of them. Robert Quinn's name is now potentially on the trading block. And obviously in the secondary, they will get some pieces, presumably in this draft. But I think with that first pick in the second round for Chicago, it's going to be offense. And it's either going to be a receiver and an offense or, or an offensive lineman. And you can bet both for a good value payout if you do some shopping here in the state of Illinois. So those are the two plays that I also made for the draft. Bears first drafted position wide receiver plus 225 and Bears first drafted position offensive lineman at plus 430. And if you missed it yesterday, the other play that we're rolling with, we're doing total quarterbacks drafted in the first round under three in the hook. Again, it's not an attractive price. Don't get me wrong. Minus 250. But in the draft, I believe you got to be willing to spend some more because they have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen, not just based on what you've seen from the mock drafts, but just from the rumblings and just what you know yourself and what you know is that it's not a deep quarterback class. And what you also know is that these teams shouldn't be willing to invest so much with their first round pick for a quarterback class that isn't that trustworthy, potentially not that talented or just deep in general. So at most, I think you're going to see three quarterbacks drafted in the first round. And we were just talking about this with Dave Ross. I don't even hate the idea of doing under two and a half. Now, up until today, the under two and a half was plus 205 at Pet Rivers. You've actually seen some uh, steam go toward the under because now it's like plus 180. So at that point, again, I mean, I still feel a little bit safer just doing under three and a half. I feel pretty damn good about that staying under, and I'm going to continue to roll with that. So that's our draft bets that we have as of this point. Honestly, I'm not sure if I'm going to add any more unless you hear some crazy news or there's some good value on some kind of position or group or whatever prop bet it may be. But those are the bets I'm going with for the draft as of this moment. But let's recap what I did have aside from the draft as of this time because we got Dan Leach coming on next. And I want to make sure we leave ample time to get his bets. But earlier in the show, we began with Danny's Dimes. So again, a recap. Here are our plays that we are rolling with tonight in terms of basketball. Basketball. We got a couple player props. Giannis Antetokounmpo under 33 and a half points. Minus 112 is the juice that I laid on that. He hasn't gone over it once this series. I'm envisioning this game to be sort of a blowout like we've seen the past two contests. And I don't think the Bucks really want to stress playing Giannis and relying on him deep in this game where they could still take care of business, relax him. Rest him to get geared for the next series. So I'm going Giannis under 33 and a half points, and even if it's moved to 32 and a half, I'd probably still entertain the under. Aaron Gordon, speaking of unders, under 15 and a half points. We talked about this prop a lot. The first two games, which were in Golden State, he got seven and eight points respectively. And guess what? He also failed to get over this mark in the regular season versus Golden State. But he did get over it the last two games at home. He had 18 points and then 21 points. Well, he had to come alive at some point in Game 3, and he did with 18. Then he got to the free throw line 13 times in Game 4 and dropped 21. I don't think that's going to happen again tonight. I don't really think there's going to be that much scoring from this Nuggets team. I mean, they got their fluke win. Good for you. Congrats. It's going to be a gentleman's sweep. And I don't envision Aaron Gordon being a large part of this loss on the side of Denver. So under 15 and a half points. And then we also did Padres on the money line in baseball against the Reds. And then the Marlins on the money line on the road against the Nationals. Those are all all our plays, excuse me, that we got tonight. And for the draft, more action with Dan Leach coming here as we round out Rush Out.
1: That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See Lisa.com for more details.
3: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call one 800 gambler four seven, or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services.
0: Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo.
10: <laughs> iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L E E S A dot forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
3: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble.
4: VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
6: If you're looking for more sports betting discussions centered around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit. Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So, as always, make sure you subscribe to your local City Cast wherever you get your podcasts available, and you'll get set up with multiple episodes a week, great local sports betting content. All righty, well, speaking of the City Cast, we're going to be joined by host of the Detroit City Cast here on Rush Hour. Of course, I'm Danny Burke, but we take it up. The motor city where dan leach is joining us live at dan leach 971 where you can follow him on twitter dan pleasure to have you on as always it's been a little bit of time so we're pumped to get that energy and excitement and of course some of those winners back here on the program Uh, we got a couple of plays in the nba tonight which i know you have some betting interest in I'm staying the hell away from this Bulls and Bucks game because I bet under five and a half total games played. And I got no faith in the Bulls, but that's me, of course, being a pessimistic fan. Uh, This line's up to 12 in the hook. You think the Bulls can at least keep it within that number tonight against Milwaukee? Well, first off,
4: great to see you. Three things. One, that suit fire. Two, it's Detroit, (laughs) not Detroit. We discussed this. And three, I have missed you in, 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 incredibly. And, of course, you're staying away from me because you're a bull sycophant. Like, I'm a piston sycophant. Mm-hmm. Listen, let me just explain. And I know there's no Caruso-Caruso and there's no Levine. I understand all that. But desperation games are valuable sometimes in situational betting scenarios. And to me, the Bucs have not – I mean, yeah, they've looked good in certain games, but they have not dominated this series. And when you've got a guy like DeMar DeRozan and you're catching 12 and a half – and I know you don't want to, you know, affect your under five and a half games in the series bet. I mean, there's there's no way I'm laying the points with Milwaukee. I don't care if they're home. I think there's value in Chicago and the sports fans tonight. and the You know, Swirsky sports fans and Baker Dozen sausages. I'm on the Bulls tonight, Danny. I think the Bulls hang in. They're not going to win. They're going to end their season, sadly, after I thought there was going to be a possible long run through the playoffs. But I like the 12 and a half. That's where I'm at tonight with the Bulls.
6: Yeah, I get it. Doubles. I get it. I mean, <laughs> they're going to be fighting for their lives here, Dan. And I know they're missing players. So maybe you can take advantage of that inflated line. But, you know, I can't really uh, vouch for one side or the other. But I'll be rooting for you, I suppose. Well, yeah, Dan, we quickly,
4: quick yeah, point, And, and just, just to start to interrupt. You know, I, I talked about this on my show and on Visa as well. When it came to the Suns, when they had their first game without Booker, you can I've talked to many college and pro coaches. One game you can sustain. I know there's two players out. Mm -hmm. They're not at the level of a Devin Booker. It's the second and third game where there's issues. So that's why I don't have a big a problem as big of a problem with this and being an elimination game. That's why I like the points here.
6: Yep, the fallen star theory, baby, happened with Chris Middleton and the Bucks themselves. They're the, they're just that good. The Bulls really can't compete. That the, uh, the uh, Bucks can keep doing it. But you're right; that's attributed to many different situations. So uh, I'm right there with you, though. I, you know, it might be a little too high again. I'll stay away because I know how the Bulls do me dirty sometimes. But tell <laughs> us about this Nuggets and Warriors game, though, Dan. I mean, look, I, I think the Warriors get the gentleman sweep here, like the Bucks will. Spread's a little dicey, though you're seeing it anywhere from eight and a half to nine in favor of Golden State. Totals higher than the Bulls one. This one is at 225 and a half. What you like here?
4: Yeah, Danny, the dogs are barking for me uh, tonight. And first, you mentioned the totals, and it looks like Vegas, you know, the odds makers, Vegas and, and everywhere, have gotten a little better because every game seemed to be going under, and now the, the totals are higher. And it, it seems like some games, even with the, the higher totals, are going over. So no play on the total on either of these games for me, but it, it is a dog, you know, a three dog, well, two dog night, but three dog night in honor of the great, uh, classic rock band. I mean, you mentioned the gentleman sweep, the nuggets. Listen, they've got one of the best metric players in recent NBA history and in, in Joker, they're a team that should be doing better in the playoffs than they have been. But for whatever reason, they always seem to fail when the lights are on that being said, you know, this is a great warriors team. They should win this game. It's too many points. It's a back against your wall not only on the road, you know, us against the world type thing, but if you don't win this game, your season's over, and the the, the Nuggets are going to play this thing out to the bitter end. I think Joker has a big night. I think they shoot much better than they have throughout much of this series. And I think they're going to at least get a cover in this game. Warriors probably win it, but once again, one, two, you know, even a possible, you know, two-and-a-half possession type game, and then you cover the eight-and-a-half, much like the Bulls, where you're getting 12 and a half. And so if it's a three or four possession game, you still can cover the spread of that one. So the dogs are barking for me tonight in a pair of game number fives, both with the road teams, bulls and Nuggets.
6: All right, Dan, let's transition over to the draft. I know you are very excited. I am sure in terms of what the lines can do with the numero dose pick in this upcoming NFL draft. And look, I was talking about it with Dave Ross a couple segments ago in terms of who's going to go first, and it keeps flip-flopping, right? I mean, you know, it was Evan Neal, then it was Hutchinson, then it was Walker, and right now this team is going on Walker. Mine is 275 to be selected first overall at bet Rivers. Your boy Aiden Hutchinson is at plus 330. Where do you think Hutchinson lands, and if he's not number one, who is going to be number one?
4: Well, Danny, baby, you know I'm a very humble guy, but I'm also the great, one of the greatest that's ever lived. Uh, so it's one of these things where I have been saying literally for two months, Aiden Hutchinson at one point was anywhere between minus 400 to minus 450. I think there were actually some minus 500s out there post combine to go number one. I said on my show on various shows on Vison that by draft day, he'd be even money, maybe even in the positive range. I don't think he'd be as high as he is now. This is as done of a deal as you can have in this wacky draft where there's no, Andrew Luck, there's no Peyton Manning, there's no consensus number one guy that you know is going to be taken at the top. Yes, there's a a few guys that are possibly in the mix there. But to me, it's it's Trayvon Walker. It's a total Trent Baalke guy, you know, the the, the general manager of uh, the, the Jaguars, and it definitely is a risk reward pick. Hutchinson, you know, might not have the biggest upside. He's clearly the best prospect, in my opinion, in this draft. Walker, you can't look at the numbers. He played in a wrecking ball of a Georgia defense. They won the national championship, but his upside is enormous. So to me, it looks like he is going to go number one. I always wanted Hutchinson for the Lions, not just just because he's the hometown guy and grew up, you know, around the Lions with his father playing for the Wolverines and a long career in the NFL because I believe he fits the Dan Campbell system perfectly. What Brad Holmes is trying to build with his team, he's a wrecking machine, he can transform that front seven. And to me, if he is there at two, and I talked with Dave Burkett, one of the great beat writers for the Lions for the free press, and many others that are, you know, well more piped in than I am because they're covering the NFL draft day to day. And if Hutchinson is there at number two, the Lions are going to take him. I know that at some places that number two pick has come off the board because we've seen some movement on Walker up to, as you uh, uh, mentioned, minus 275, Hutch plus 330, Aquanu plus uh, 500, and Evan Neal now 12 to one. I think it's definitely almost as done of a deal as you can have. I think Walker's going one, Hutch is going two, and if the Lions have Hutch at two and don't take him, I would be shocked. I'll be very angry as a Lions fan as well.
6: Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, if he's not going number one, I think it's definitely going to be or he's going to be scooped up by Detroit. And like you mentioned, I mean, a lot of places have taken it off the board, even at Bet Rivers for the exact pick to be number two. But D lineman for their first pick for the position to be is minus 835. Yep, he was minus 500 the other day. Hutchinson. Oh, man, geez, just getting steamed left and right. So, uh, Dan, before we move on to golf, if we got some time, while we stick on Detroit sports, I wish I had a live cam of you watching the Tigers game last oh. night. Can you please tell me your reaction to the ending of that game? But my reaction was, Argh! it was nonsense.
4: Absolute <laughs> scallywag zone for life. But listen, it's baseball. You got 162 games. It's a young Tigers team. And that's why I'm about them tonight. Uh, when you got, uh, you know, you look at what the Tigers have done. And when they've lost games, they've been a pretty decent coming back and winning the next. Michael Pineda gets the start for them tonight. He's one know He's got a 0 ERA. Against Joe Ryan is two and one on one six nine ERA. Actually, you want to look at the total, maybe lean on a, a little under action here uh, at Bat Rivers. I know it's seven under minus 104, but I'm, I'm gonna stay away from the total and just do a nice little play, a value play for a unit on the Tigers plus 170. I think AJ Hitch is the perfect kind of manager for that situation where they blow a lead late in just a, you know comical fashion and to get the team ready to come back and have a good game after that. So I like the Tigers tonight, uh, plus the 170 against the Twinkies. To even up that series at one. All right, Dan,
6: we got about thirty seconds. Tell us what you're playing on the links this week.
4: Listen, you got this brand new course in Mexico. Carlos Ortiz is the been a course ambassador for this tournament. He's played this the, this this uh, you know course a lot. You're getting him around uh, you know forty five fifty to one. I like Carlos Ortiz, and I like to play on Nate Lashley as well, and Matt Jones. The Aussie, that's where I'm going with golf this weekend. I've hit on five outright so far this year. So needless Ooh. to say, I'm a little a little connected with the golf action. Very hard to do, but I like
6: those three uh, coming up with a new Mexico Open. Boom. Love it, Dan. You're the best. Thanks for going all over the place with us tonight. Best of luck with all that action. We'll be looking forward to your live tweets for the draft tomorrow. But again, take care, my friend. You as well. Always a pleasure and honor, Danny, baby betcha dan leach folks host of the detroit city cast at dan leach 971 where you could follow him on twitter and absolutely electric follow great content all around so big shout out to dan leach big shout out to dave ross for joining along and folks remember the draft begins tomorrow night we will have you covered right here at vson.com and on rush hour we'll get you prepped for it along with many other sports but best of luck with what you're playing tonight Enjoy the games, and we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, take care.